Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Time now for Ken and Curtis with Ken Laird and Chris Curtis on WEEI. All right, well, Curtis, I hope you've recovered. You had some ups and downs this week. Yesterday, reeling yourself at uh, Coco's criticism over Tiger and Tampon game. God, that was an uncomfortable moment. Stepped really? into the, the studio for, but seems like you've survived. You've not been canceled. I'm not sure if Tiger has. How was I reeling? Well, she was all over you, and you were backpedaling big time. You were like Jonathan Jones in the, in the secondary. Yeah, I would go back and listen to that again. Okay. <laughs> but you had some good moments this week. Very good question to Wick Grosbeck. Do you think on. Tiger Woods should apologize? He did apologize. No, I, do you think he should? Yes, I do. Glad he did. Why? Um, I would. I would like him to move past this, and he needs. He needs the apology to move past it. So we need a fake apology to move past <laughs> things. Do you like those? I think it was somewhat sincere. Oh my god, we are children. Carry on. Is he going to make the cut? By the way, uh, I don't. Well, well, you been following already, this? The cut already happened. So did he make it or not? No, I think there was like guys that needed to finish today. He was right on the cut line. Uh, Look at I'm sure if there's a chance he will, but um, I, uh, I, I, our society is just doomed. Anyway, uh, you, what was the other point you wanted to get to? Okay, so you're up and down week. Now, 978 Texture. Curtis, I lost my house and savings account when you told me to bet it on Missoula not being the coach next season. People don't forget. Uh, so is this a sign he will be here for the long term? He gets the full extension. Before we get to your question with Wick about Jalen Brown, a lot of Celtics news this week. So Missoula is the guy, I guess the, the most uh, wrong here was Himmelsbach at the Globe, who had some source saying this would never happen. So no, why the chick? I mean, listen, I, I was dead wrong, 1,000% wrong on the, I was 100% right on the Tiger thing, and I'm 100% wrong on uh, Missoula. I don't get it. I don't see it. I think it's a mistake. I wouldn't have done it. He is, I think the job is too big for him. But, you know, God bless him. I appreciate that the Celtics, you know, even if that was their plan, I always like when teams can see new information and make changes. So, you know, good for them for doing what they thought was the best interest for the organization. But I do not believe this is the right move long term. But, but I was but, dead but, wrong. But short term, isn't it almost insignificant? Like, it doesn't really matter. if they Unless they win an NBA final, he's not going to get much credit either way. And if they don't. Even whether he was interim or not, if they don't win an NBA final, he's going to get a ton of cri- a criticism and probably fired. Could still be fired. R- correct. Right. This, so, the so the title doesn't really matter. Impact, the only thing this will impact Ken is the long term amount of cash that Wick would have to pay to fire him. That's it. Because you know, if the team loses before the NBA finals, you know they they lose in six in the semifinals of the Eastern Conference somehow this year. They say goodbye, and then whatever the deal they gave him, I don't know what. Do we you know? know that, have there been any terms? Multi-year? No, I have or? not seen. I no mean, idea. my guess is it's probably three to five million. Yeah, a year, maybe three-year deal. So he'd be on the hook for nine million bucks, something like that. Well, so that so, is that's that is significant. I guess if they're guaranteeing him money beyond this year, 
then it is somewhat of a big deal and then it'll be harder to fire him. And so they are taking a little bit of a gamble there. I guess what do they get in return? They get a little bit of – they try to put the coach's mind at ease. They try to create less drama inside the team and you know, inside the organization. Is that worth it? Uh, you know, it could be. Might be. But th- this is a case where literally we're not going to know the results of this decision for, you know, until mid-June. So, you know, if they if they make the finals and they, they lose, you know, whatever, in six or seven games to the Suns or whatever this year, then, you know, I don't think he gets fired. But the story will not be – I mean, he provides great cover for Tatum and Brown because – if they lose, they're not going to be the story. Mm-hmm. It'll be, oop, the, the, you know, Missoula's not the guy. That's a they're good gonna, point. In that case, in it's a great else. hire, isn't it? Yeah, but it's been so – it is bizarre, the EMA relationship to this extension or, you know, removal of an interim tag because it appears that he was just released from his duties, right? I mean, Mannix had the story right after they announced that Missoula was being extended or given the official tag as head coach. So was it just that they had to wait half the year? Maybe there was something about the All-Star break that, you know, he was suspended at this point without pay. I don't. I honestly, I'm just speculating. But it seems like they hit the end of the first half of the NBA season. Missoula got the official title for the second half of the season before he coaches the All-Star game, and Ime was reportedly removed entirely from the organization, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So maybe those were all, you know, reasons behind it. But it just, this feels like a Ferrari that he's running right now. And I don't think he's been trained to drive a Ferrari. And as long as it stays on the track and they get to where they need to go. Yeah, so great. far, so good, I guess, other than time right, out But regular usage. season NBA, I mean, honestly, I, with all the load management and the you know the Bucks game where they somehow go to overtime without basically their starting five, I find it to be so uh, – the regular season in the NBA, to me, is such a waste of time. It really is. I mean, I, I – you the, the final, I just it's not for me. You know, I I, I know people love it, but well, does know, coaching ma- here, does the, coaching the Bruins matter? and the Celtics, the Bruins and the Celtics are the best teams in their respective leagues, and the games are doing about what the Red Sox do on TV. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, so go to the playoffs then, where it matters. Does coaching matter in the playoffs? If yeah. nothing matters in the regular season, I think we've, I think you and I have come to really the last few years appreciate the Mike Budenholzers, the Spolstras, Steve Kerr, maybe not so much. He's got a great yeah. team. Um, I don't know. Those guys seem to Nick Nurse. They, some of these series where we've seen head to head, where Brad was coaching against these guys or others. Spolstra, I think, maybe the most underrated coach in sports, and it matters, right? Like in these series, it definitely matters. There's going to be a moment or two for sure where Missoula is, you know, going to bear the brunt of some criticism for a, for a loss in one game, just whether it costs him the series or not. And does he strike you as a guy that's going to let that, you know, just just not affect him? Well, I don't know. He's 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 very. Uh, Fierce. Adversarial. Yes. He's, he's, I don't think he's going to show that. I don't think he's going to melt down. He's pretty steely-eyed in that but sense. But what's, what's with the Abby Chin attitude? Like, it's right. so weird. It's Joe, do you have that exchange this week with, with he and Abby? That was, uh, that was something. I mean, and on top of that, big story at NBC Sports uh, Boston today as uh, they're resurfacing a clip from Sirius XM Radio. He has now stopped chewing gum. Quote, Missoula, I haven't chewed gum in the last 20 games, and no one has said a word, no one has noticed it, end quote. So he's he's changing habits midseason. Love it. He's also, it he's also changing up breathing patterns, trying to work on focus and awareness during the game, and he says the gum chewing was messing up his heart rate variability. Why do the Red Sox coverage on Nesson get 
so many slings and arrows, and people just <laughs> don't talk about Comcast and the Celtics. Like, it is the most pathetic ball wash I have ever seen. It's unbelievable. Well, no, but this is a legit story. That's going to get a lot of clicks because Missoula is odd. He's just – so he's serious about this, right? When he's, he's doing cartwheels, whatever, he's chewing gum. Now he's not chewing gum. He's messing up breathing patterns. He is sneaky interesting. Yeah, and he has sneaky nothing to do with the team winning, and he will be blamed for them losing. Losing. Okay, that's his role well, going forward. And here's the, here's the exchange with Abby Chen, who seems to be one of the nicest people you'd ever meet. And then what was going on with Rob's minutes tonight? Nothing. Were there matchups you were looking for? No. Bringing him off the bench was that caution? What? For his nagging injuries for anything? No. At one like, point, did he say, "Are we done"? If you're that, talking to that about to Abby Chin, who is the, like the least, uh, you know, uh, gotcha journalist in Boston, I mean, like that is. I'm sorry if I'm Wick. I see that and I'm like, I do not want that guy representing my team. But that was before they announced the right it, removal of the interim tag. So I mean, and I honestly that's the way think Belichick that he just been, he, he was in negotiations with the organization, knowing the tag was being lifted, and then he's like, all right, I'm going to be a dink because I'm, it's my job now. So do you think they told him before the year general timeline? We're, 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 we might take it off at the All Star break if things go well, right? And then they yeah. were sort of locked into it, so they just they did it as they as they said they would. But it's an odd thing to tell Himmelsbach that you're not going to do it because I don't think Himmelsbach made it up. I mean, I, he would gain nothing from that. So it's just an odd situation all around. He's just always not struck me as the guy. You know, Doc Rivers was you know maybe more a little overrated, but. He is a coach, you know. He, he he demands respect. He was great with the media. He's, you know, uh, very well spoken. You know, he's got the gravitas in the locker room. He brought together huge personalities. You know, I just don't see that with Missoula. Even Brad Stevens was kind of the aw shucks guy, mm-hmm. but he he never seemed to get too high or too low. Was a real calming influence. Like I just don't see that stuff with Missoula. Maybe well, I'm wrong. Well, one thing you know about Missoula, Tatum and Brown love him. So maybe that's all they needed. Maybe they just wanted a guy that those guys approve of and is not going to get in their way. So then it's all on them. And as you say, it's not really all on them because if they if they don't succeed, some people will blame Missoula. Now, over to the Jalen Brown thing. Great question with Wick to finish the interview. Uh, did you think he handled this uh, well? Did he take it take it well? It seemed like he did. I was a little uh, a little nervous at the beginning because he seemed perturbed. I mean, you know, Greg was asking him what his handicap was, so I had to jump <laughs> in at some point. Um, Here's Curtis with uh, the co-owner of the Celtics, Rick Grossman. I mean, Brad's probably on the phone with every team, definitely every week during the season, just saying, who do you like, who's playing well, who do you like in our roster, you know, just and he files it away in that, like, his mental database, you know, so – that's just that. They, they, they talk all the time about everything. That doesn't mean a trade is proposed. And uh, Jalen's not going anywhere. And he knew that before the trading deadline because I told him personally. All right, so that's kind of an abbreviated uh, cut of it because at the beginning um, he said, we don't talk about these things, then talked about it. And then his right. first answer was, this is agents. And the question you asked was basically, what about all these Jalen Brown rumors? Any truth to that? Is it bothering Jalen, right? I mean, to Right, paraphrase. because it, it, the question was meant to say you're doing the right thing because you're two wins away from a title. So how do you balance your pursuit of improving the team to get to a title with a guy like Jalen Brown who is up for a new deal next year and who you'd like to get a Supermax deal done with? And he, you know, basically verified the report of Stephen A. Smith because it sounds to me that agents were talking. The the Nets went back to the Celtics, would be my guess, 
because the Celtics went to the Nets, according to Woj and Shams over the summer, in the pursuit of Durant, and said, hey, what do you think about it now? Stephen A. goes on first take and says it, and then Wick goes to Jalen and says, hey, I don't know what everybody's saying. You're not getting traded. You have my word. And the fact that I heard Jones yesterday do a pretty good job on this as well, which was he said basically that the fact that you feel compelled to do that means that the relationship isn't that amazing because, you know, you have to verify to a person face-to-face that what they're hearing is untrue. But when Wick is blaming agents, is he blaming Jalen's agent? Or is he just saying rogue agents are saying, like, somebody from the Nets just said we – we were in discussions and leaked it to Stephen A. And it wasn't true. I don't true. think Wick Grosbeck benefits from calling out the Nets owners publicly. I think that there is a pretty good understanding among those 30 people that in 30 groups that you don't go, you know, air dirty laundry in the public. And so it's much easier and honest. I'm sure agents are always talking, so he wasn't being dishonest. But people hate agents in general. <laughs> so... To sort of use the agents as the the boogeyman is more beneficial to this to to all parties in the in the discussion. Yeah. So, okay, it seems like that's going to be. I mean, for the rest of the year, I don't see that becoming an issue. But isn't it easy to say never had discussions? Total nonsense. Next. Well, right. And but yet, great point by you and Jones. They had they still had to have the conversation to calm his nerves. I'm here in Boston. Is making some calls. Yeah. I mean, we remember what Jalen tweeted in July 25th. I know this because I've had to look back at all this stuff this week. July 25th, Jalen Brown quote tweeted or responded to the Woj and Shams reports about the Durant rumors and said, SMDH, just shake my damn head on Twitter. And so that struck me as a guy that's not really, you know, happy with hearing his name out there, not like anybody would be. But at the same time, Wick and the Celtics should be applauded. They are continually trying to improve the team. Where they are isn't good enough. Like, except this is they the collateral get, damage of that, and it's fine. They didn't get Pearl. They didn't get Scal's guy. Jakob Pertl, they went cheap. I'm putting that, that is going to come back on them. I'm telling you, when they play Giannis and they don't have an interior defender and they could have had the better defensive big man, Wick didn't go all out. They didn't go all in at the deadline, correct? They did not, but that won't be the reason they didn't win a title. Okay. And that certainly won't be the reason they lost. All right, 617-779-7937. Do you believe the Celtics are in a good space? Are you happy they removed the interim tag from Joe Mazzulla? Does he make a difference at all, one way or the other? Do you think he's had a big hand in this season? Has he brought this team together? Obviously, the record is pretty good. Are you worried about his coaching in the postseason? Let us know. Also to come, the Burt Breer report Curtis has been referring to regarding... Well, it's regarding multiple quarterbacks, right? Yep. Multiple quarterbacks. And I just saw a report today um, from this week from Jason Cole about um, a certain uh, uh, cleanse and uh, dark room guy potentially landing with the Patriots. Whoa. Interesting. All right, we'll get to that next. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
All right, Curtis, a week ago we were previewing the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 57. You and I both correct, by the way. Chiefs got it done. Yep. And uh, not in a totally linear fashion. The end of the game was totally infuriating to me until oh. until Bradbury admits the holding guy after the game, which just ruined any complaint I guess I had about it by admitting to it, unless there's something going on funny there. But Yeah, uh, I, you don't think that the NFL told the Eagles, shut up? I mean, have you ever seen an organization be that transparently accountable <laughs> after a game like that? I mean, I, we did it a lot this week, but I, I will never, ever agree with that call. And if you ever saw the – we did it a little bit this week. There was one angle where you saw the all-22, and the ball lands in the end zone. And as the ball lands far away from Juju, you see the, the, the ref just chuck a yellow flag. I mean, it was, it was awful. nobody it, – it was nobody – Nobody's talking about it, Ken, if they kick a field goal there. It's never discussed. Nope. What do you mean? Nobody? Oh, all about, the, about a non-call that should have been Correct. called? I agree with you. Totally. I mean, and is there any doubt the Eagles, given the way that game is going, will get the ball, march down the field, and win the game? I mean, that is a stolen title. That is Right. And it's, it, it, I, was, I tweeted this as I was flying back last, uh, last, sun, last Sunday, and it really was, it's just such an empty feeling. When you have a team, I, I mean, I've had the opportunity of my, you know, whatever. I say 10, when I was 10, I knew what I was watching. So for 28 years of my life, I've had 11 times that I had a team to root for on that day, really impassionately. So more than a third of those games, I rooted for my team to win or my player. Mm -hmm. And when you don't have that guy, it's just this like sort of, eh. you know, I didn't watch a second of the pregame show which is, you know, a gift for everyone. I listened to Fitzy, um, but I, 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 I turned it on for the, you know, interminable, you know, seven different national anthems finally in the kickoff. But you get invested in the game. You know, obviously I, I was rooting against the Chiefs, but I knew the Chiefs would win. So it was this, you know, very sort of uh, you know, schizophrenic approach. But when you're invested in a game like that, and you're seeing, you know, okay, that ball falls incomplete. Everybody's in their living room. All right, we got a game here. Well, let's see. You know, can can they can they win it? Can they tie it? What's going to happen? And then to be robbed of that two-minute drive right. was just a gut punch. And I still think the Chiefs win, even if they, you know, you whatever. Do? I, yeah, I do. You don't think, given the offensive prowess of Hurts and the Eagles that day, they can go down the field and win that game? Um, no, I I think they could have. You just think in the spotlight, the you know the big moment, whatever the Chiefs find a way to get it done. I mean, I guess, but to your point, at least we would have seen it. It was it was comparable to how I felt when watching Tyson bite Holyfield's ear. I don't think I watched <laughs> boxing for a decade after that. It was sickening. Like I'm going to watch football. Obviously, this hasn't wrecked my faith in the game to that extent. I think I think it was just a bad call by an official that I will grant you probably had some internal bias to just be pro Mahomes because that's the way everybody in the league is. Right. I don't know. I, I hope it's not bigger than that. I hope it's not deeper than that. Well, and the thing that's just so pathetic is the media's spin of this, whether it's, you know, I, like Edelman is still good. I, before, he hasn't been gotten to quite yet on the, uh, you know, uh, the showtime inside the NFL, whatever. Mm -hmm. And he tweeted, you know, immediately, like, this is awful. 
You can't do that. You can't call that in that game, in that spot. And it's just, you know, everything that has been set up since the time the game ended has proven me correct twice over. Because you have already the trajectory of Mahomes on pace for this, Raid doing that. If they lose that game, if that's a field goal and Hurts, you know, wins on a touchdown pass, then the Chiefs are just like everybody else. It's huge. The Eagles are more swing. of a dynasty than the Chiefs. Right, correct. Big swing. And it's such a swing, and now you have... Now it's Kelsey's the best tight end of all time. Right. Now it's Mahomes has got a chance to catch Brady. He's got a window. And it really isn't. I, I, I mean this sincerely. I, I, I would bet everything I have that Mahomes is not going to win four Super Bowls. I just don't... It's just hard, okay? This isn't protecting Brady. I'm very secure. And the comments about how Mahomes is Brady-esque I, I, is a compliment to Brady because Mahomes is the best player in the NFL right now. So don't take it personally. However, the the way in which that game and the AFC championship, because you can't omit the AFC title game from the discussion of the holding call, correct? Um, You know, I, there were a lot of bad calls in that game, but if you mean the late push out of bounds. No, I, I'm not talking about the late late push out of bounds i'm talking about the manner in which the Bengals viewed the officiating in that game yes yeah well it was lopsided no doubt and so you know that, that's why in everything in life i learned this too late you know but late, late uh, early enough cost benefit analysis it's the first thing they teach you when you're when you're getting sober what's the what what do i benefit from and what do what is the cost of that benefit it's it's the most simply described thing in the world but we never utilize it. And cost-benefit analysis of that play, either of a non-call versus a call, it's not even a conversation. Well, it's, a non-call is literally never discussed again. A call changes the outcome of the Super Bowl. Right. And, and it's really, it should, as every pass interference or, or not call should be, was there a distinct advantage, disadvantage? Did, could the receiver, did he have a chance to overcome it to make the catch? In this case, there was no, he could have, it, it was it was barely a tug. I don't know. I can't. I don't know why Bradbury said that after the game. That pisses me off as much as anything. Why would you say that? Unless somebody from the league did come and like threaten discipline on him or, or offer him money or something. It's just bizarre. No, but the issue here is that it's the like the manner in which this call was made was the the way that the game was officiated Ken right mm-hmm. so right that's the other thing the, the standard that had crews, been set say that again, I'm sorry well the standard that had been set in the game of things they were allowing and not allowing correct and and it's unlike you know when you get the Cheffers crew week 16 against the Bills right you can look back in all these websites because of legalized sports betting you know they'll give you tendencies of what the crew calls how many penalties are that you know each crew's different well in the playoffs in the Super Bowl the crews are all all-star crews, so it's not like you have an understanding of how this crew will litigate a game. It's likely their first or second game they've done all year, correct, mm-hmm. as a crew. So you have to utilize the manner in which they have officiated over the course of the game and extrapolate that as you would have that crew over the course of a 17-game regular season. Right. So using that logic as well, you see the play on the same receiver by the same defensive back in the first half go uncalled, and then in the moment where you would anticipate them being less litigious, they make a call on a lesser hold. Right. 
it's more about consistency. That was well, that's part of it. Yeah, I mean, and if you're going to default to anything, don't you want to default to less calls late in the game? Let the players right. decide the game more so late than early if you're going to make a change. And so, say what you will about the Bengals. I mean, these were the two best teams in the NFL, so whatever. The Bengals lost. They got screwed a bit, whatever. The, the Chiefs and the Eagles were the two best teams in the NFL all year. Mm-hmm. They were the number one seeds. They only had the buys. So let the best players in the sport on the best teams dictate the outcome. The only thing that get, that makes me not go insane about it is the Eagles, if they were going to win, I thought their defense would show up and, and be legit, and they really weren't. I mean, they were they were just embarrassed throughout the entire game. Obviously, this doesn't help, but, I mean, the Chiefs scored at will in the second half. So... Okay, Chiefs and if you win. want to feel better about the Patriots, Vic Fangio was the big coach that was hired for the Super Bowl by the Eagles, and he just got hired as the Dolphins' <laughs> defensive coordinator. Not a great week. That's a good point. That's a good point. And Bieniemy's leaving, and the Eagles, you know, you lose some of their coordinators. Not as important, but you know, maybe maybe the Chiefs will miss Bieniemy next year. I don't know. So maybe that opens the AFC up. But at large, from a Patriots point of view, now this is to your point last week. The, the team that had the better defense didn't win. The team that had the franchise quarterback won. The team that right. had you know the coach and the quarterback got it done with help from some of the officials, which leads back to the Patriots and their quarterback. So this week in Patriots quarterback news, we had Mac Jones posting. Uh, did he post it or did his agent post it or his, his trainer or whatever that was? The uh, he, It was a post by his trainer that he commented on. Okay. So that's going on. But the bigger thing is the Breer report over on Brand X, which is typed up at NBCSportsBoston.com. Now, do you have this? Do you want to read this, or you want me to read the key parts? Why don't you read it if you have it in front yeah, of me? Yeah, I got it in front of me now. So, Albert Breer, we both respect, and he's plugged in, as generally have good reporting. I don't know if this is a report or just an observation, but a couple things that stand out here. To paraphrase, he says, Bill didn't appreciate the way Mac handled some stuff this year, and on top of that, he does. The Patriots may not see a massive gap between Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. And when asked if they would be willing to tr- listen to trade offers for Mac, Breer thinks they would. So he did go to the Raiders specifically. Doesn't think the Raiders would give up his first round pick, uh, their first round pick for Mac Jones in a trade. But that, the, the quote about Bill, I don't think Bill appreciated the way Mac handled some of the stuff last year, coupled with. The Bailey Zappy gap, which they don't feel is significant, is something. That is something. Yeah, it, this is a story that I don't think will dissipate as fast as Patriots fans want it to. There are wounds that were inflicted last year by the organization to Mac Jones that he may never fully move past. And we go back to a game that we've mentioned, the Bears game, which was the Waterloo, Greg Hill, of the season for Bill <laughs> Belichick. And you had the family of Mac Jones hightailing it out of Gillette Stadium at halftime. I hope they don't do it next year with the more expensive seats, but they did it last year. And Free parking. The, bo- the booing. God, hearing Greg spin that, my <laughs> Lord. Why do you think they're giving you free parking? It's so you go to Red Robin and get a $16 veggie burger after the game. Oh, I thought the free parking was a cross route one. I don't know. Right. I, what, what are you going to do when you're sitting around with free parking? What are you more likely to, to visit? The, the shops at Patriot Place, correct? <laughs> sure. sure. They open that Who late? owns the shops at Patriot Place? Greg. <laughs> oh, exactly. He does. Howl at the moon. Good point. Jeez. Oh, um, right, this is not the way I wanted this to go. But go ahead. Yes. To your Nonetheless, the 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 relationship is what's damaged this year. You would agree between the organization and Mac, definitely, and to the point so, where I thought it was irreparable in the moment. But obviously, that's not 
That was proven not really true because Mac finished the year and I think finished it much better than I thought he would. And if the damage was what we believe to be potentially irreparable in terms of the harm to, to Mac Jones, then how does it? How does Mac feel when you have the Al Jazeera video of Bill O'Brien after getting the job, and he doesn't even mention his name? Not a, a guy mention. that he probably knows best, other than Bill Belichick on the whole Patriots organization and the Patriots roster. Right. I mean, they didn't cross over directly at Alabama, but they had some conversations when Mac was leaving. Right. They have they have certainly worked together more recently than Bill O'Brien and Bill Belichick. Yeah, that was strange. Bill hasn't mentioned him. Kraft did mention him, as we discussed last week. Right. So. The owner is pro-Mac, but this is more reporting that the coach is not, unless it's a stale report. Do you think in the next couple weeks we might see a Mac Jones trade? Well, and I'm curious. I mean this sincerely because I am not a a Patriots fan, fanboy. I'm the editor-in-chief of Patriots.org, but I am not a fan. Mm -hmm. And I would ask the fans that are listening what you want the Patriots to do. If, if like, do you hear these reports of, of Mac being, you know, on the outs and do you get happy, like, okay, he's not the answer? Or do you think that Mac deserves the right to have a full season with an actual coordinator and with better weapons? Because, I, you know, the, I, I honestly, I don't know. I mean, I, we saw how quickly the fan base was ready to move past Mac into Zappi in a way that I think also may have caused irreparable damage to the relationship that Mac Jones has with the fan base. You obviously saw what Bill and the, and the uh, offensive coaches, if you want to use that term, with with the Judge and Patricia felt. I'm curious if Pats fans are looking forward to Mac this year or if they would love to see the position improved. Yeah, like it, let's say the news comes down this week or next or right up until free agency or whatever. So look, March 15th, Patriots trade Mac Jones to the Raiders. I have a hunch it will be fairly popular among the fan base right now before they see Zappy on the field. And obviously you don't know what the other – free agent quarterback would be that would be joining the team. But don't you kind of feel that way? Right now, in the moment, more people are down on Mac than, than support him. Correct. Just, and that's just I, a guess. I don't know. I mean, we could put the poll up. Yeah. Why don't you, you, use the, you have the uh, admin for the EEI account. Why, yes. don't you, why don't you ask that question? I will do that. But so what's this Rogers report now? You hinted at this. So Jason Cole, who is at Yahoo Forever, I don't know what he's doing these days, but he said that he's hearing don't rule out the Patriots as a this destination for Aaron Rodgers as wow. a quote long shot but solid fit. Jeez. So, so so now that feels like kind of a guess, not a report, just a. Uh, but as a Patriots fan, you should want the organization to show interest in Aaron Rodgers. If for no other reason, then it forces the Jets to pay more, right? Like yep, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. What do you lose? You know, uh, you know. Have have uh, uh, Bill call Mac the way Wick called Jalen and say we're not dealing you. We're doing this to drum up some value and and cause the Jets to have to give up more of their roster now so that they mitigates the advantage they get from Rodgers, right? I mean, I would feel like it would be, you know, dereliction of duty by Bill to not at least get engaged in some way. But what is the cost of Rodgers? I mean, that's going to get back into the why didn't you pay Brady? You're going to pay Rodgers. $50 million guaranteed, but you wouldn't for Tom? But it's so amazing to me. The Volans of the world are now back underground after saying, ooh, the Super Bowl, <laughs> it shows you don't need a great quarterback. Well, all that talk is nonsense. The last three Super Bowl winners, Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, and Patrick Mahomes, took up over $70 million in cap space. 
Mahomes took up over 17% of the cap last year. Bill said you can't win with a quarterback making more than 12% of your total cap. <laughs> it's nonsense. You need a great quarterback. Mac is not one. All right. So, well, I, uh, let's ask the question. What do you want the Pats to do? Do you want them to trade Mac or keep him with Bill O'Brien? If they trade him, who do you want? 617-779-7937. We'll discuss that next on Kenny Curtis. Well, we're blessed uh, to have a great young quarterback in Mac Jones. Okay. Uh, as our quarterback, and I'm a strong believer in him and his development. Which is your way of saying, Neil, we just, Neil I'm not going to answer that question exactly, right? Well, <laughs> you're a pretty wise gentleman. <laughs> All right, Robert Kraft on Fox Business last week. Week and a half ago, he gave Max some praise. Said he's. And I want to uh, announce first here: uh, Neil Cavuto will be a part of Weei's Patriots Monday this fall. Which yeah, I'm looking forward. He's to. doing twenty games in the booth, also. <laughs> so, looking forward How's to his that. Forearm. <laughs> he's a little. Yeah, it's a little sore. All right. What do you want the Pats to do? Here's the poll question at Weei on the Twitter account: Keep Mac or trade Mac? 122 votes in. It's early, but keep Mac 63 percent. Trade Mac 37 percent. This is back in the news again now after Burt Breer on Brand X said in a sort of a report, Bill Belichick didn't appreciate the way Mac handled some stuff last year, and they don't see a massive gap between Mac and Zappi. And then Curtis is saying Jason Cole is suggesting don't rule out the Patriots as a long shot in the Aaron Rodgers trade sweepstakes. Correct. That and is something. Wow. Not to give you a hard time because you're my boss, <laughs> um, but I think the, the reaction would be, it's the right question. However, you're going to say keep Mac as a Patriots fan until you know what you're getting. In other words, you're not going to just say unload him. So if you're going to trade Mac to the Raiders. Well, hold on, hold on. First of all, if you believe as they do that Zappi is the guy or as good as Mac, then maybe you do just say unload him for picks and go with Zappi. And in the middle of the year when we did the poll, who do you want? Zappi beat Mac in the moment. On uh, almost every poll we did, we did like sixteen of them, <laughs> which is amazing. Uh, That's amazing. After the and, way he finished that game, where he was getting like every third pass batted down, did people just like turn it off in the third quarter or what? They're talking about the Bears game now. Yeah, but the the first half and Mac Joe. I mean, here's the situation. It's pretty simple. Mac is more talented than Zappy. Everybody, I mean, most people, I would hope, would agree with that. He has more of the physical skills than Zappy. But he didn't buy in to Bill's way of doing things. And when people don't do that, they don't stay here long. And vice versa. Bill, Bill does not appreciate the way he handled things. So Right. And, and I, I, Bill is to blame, right? Like I, I don't, I'm not a big Mac apologist, but Bill is to blame, especially if you read the Herald story with, with uh, Karen and, and Andrew Callahan. The, uh, the, 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 the odds were stacked against Mac from the get-go. But I wonder... If Bill Belichick all along with the MAC-10 trademark, with all the spots, with, you know, he's being seen and heard as a rookie, you know, if he didn't care that the guys he put in charge of the offense were going to be detrimental to the to the future of Mac Jones because he didn't think he was the guy anyway. I mean, I honestly, I know it sounds Machiavellian, but it's like I, Bill Belichick is not stupid, correct? Uh, correct. Okay, so, like, <laughs> Stubborn, I keep not going stupid. back to this. Yep. Where it's just such a dumb thing that they've done. Where now Stidham might be better viewed within the Raiders than Mac Jones is. <laughs> well, that's what a, uh, a Raiders fan texted the show and said, I prefer Stidham over Mac. So please well, keep him. Did you watch those games? I mean, 
Stidham looked pretty damn good at the end of the season. So uh, it seems to me foolish to trade Mac right now when you have done all you can to lower his value. But, not, but not really. Not not if you need a lot of assets, you need draft picks, and your coach doesn't believe in him. Then it makes sense to trade him. I mean, I like Mac, and I would like to see him with Bill O'Brien, but if Bill... Well, you want a 46-year-old quarterback to replace him. No. I, you know, the honest, the best thing for this team is Jimmy Garoppolo. I know oh, you're going to laugh God, at that. I know I'm in the minority. I know he can't stay healthy, but Bill loves him, and you could do a Bailey Zappi, Jimmy G rotation and get a lot of picks and sign Jimmy G for cheap and build your team back up around these guys. Oh, God. I'm telling you, that is the best move for this team. Here's the issue with Jimmy G. Well, you know what? It it probably does make the most sense for the organization because he's cost-effective. There's a relationship with the fan base. Yep. And he's easily sold. He's a handsome fella. Yes, sir. And he's a big uh, tease. I was going to (laughs) preface it, but he's a big tease. Well, when he gets hurt, uh, then you got Bailey. Right, but you, you've uh, got you have the Trevor Story, hedge your bets, fail safe. Yeah, I just to me you can't bring Jimmy G. If you're really building towards a title, Jimmy G is not your guy. Jimmy G is a motherfucking star. I'm telling you, well, he is the guy because you get picks for it in the Mac Jones trade, and you have money to spend on other things, which everybody thinks they need a tackle and receivers and all these things, and that's not wrong. They do. So bring in Jimmy. If he if if Zappy is as good as Mac and you believe that, then you let those two battle it out. But don't you have a little bit of a different view of Jimmy G when Mr. Irrelevant just replaced <laughs> him and played better? I mean that. Uh, yeah, I would agree. But that's why you don't guarantee him anything. That's why you. That's why if you, but he's not going to come here without guarantees, he's going to have offers with more guarantees. All right, but I if you're going to what's what's the cost of trading for Lamar Jackson or Aaron Rodgers and paying those guys? They cannot afford that, right? They can. They certainly okay. They certainly can. Okay. So, and, what's your pick? You want them to trade for Rodgers? Um. What would I do if I were the Patriots? No, I would keep Mac Jones and I would elevate the crap out of the weapons. I would sign. I would trade for T. Higgins. Give him a first round pick for him. I would, you know, uh, draft a, a tackle with at fourteen. I would trade up back up into the first round. Use a second round from a first and a second from next year. Get weapons all over the place. <laughs> for him the way the Dolphins did with Tua. Because if Tua doesn't have the unfortunate concussion issues this year, the Dolphins could have traded him for two firsts when he was basically expendable last offseason. And the only thing that changed was they brought in an offensive mind and elevated the talent around him. The Patriots should do that with Mac Jones, and then either you realize that Mac is much better when playing with talented people and he's your guy long term, or you do a pump and dump and you trade him at the end of the year and you figure out your quarterback of the future. But either way, you don't trade him now. All right, calls are banged out. What would you do? Trade Mac or keep Mac? And if you trade Mac, who is your guy? We'll take your calls next. 617-779-7937 is Ken Curtis. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.